When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's not confirmed, but it looks likely Craig Williams will be replaced as the jockey for Gigi Kick. Your thoughts on that, Dino? Yeah, I was interested and probably intrigued by that story. I thought it was a bit of an overreaction. I know he got it pretty wrong on the weekend, but I thought his intentions were right. He was trying to get the horse into the race and trying to win the race. So I think all good jockeys have a bad day or a bad ride. I know he's uh, you can't really get it wrong at the top level, but what I love most, especially when a jockey gets it wrong, they're going to be so hungry to get it right the next start. So I don't think there's any better jockey to have the intent to win next start on Giga Kick. So thought it was an overreaction. I'd love to see Willow keep the ride, but I can understand we're blessed with so many good jockeys if they do go elsewhere. I think that, and as I pointed out to Milo and um, when he was trying to, when I was trying to get him to listen, what I was actually saying that once that, once that horse missed the kick by a couple of lengths, um, he, he couldn't really over a thousand meters first up. I think he, if he was second or third up or he would push the button. Um, but when he was first up like that, I, I think that's what angers the connections there because like it might be difficult to get him back. That could have been a gut buster. He didn't need first up. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, you don't get two chances uh, with preparations like that. You can't push mm-hmm. it back two months and aim up the Everest. You only get one chance to hit the prep. So can understand 100% it's a cutthroat game and we've seen it so many times before with jockeys being pulled off prior to big rides and yeah, you make a really good point. He's completely got that wrong but at the same time, he was the first one to put his hand up post-race. So yeah. um, what I love is when people do get it wrong, they're just so hungry to get it right next start and I know you can put another jockey on but are they going to be nervous? Are they going to be, it's their first time on the horse? you got to weigh up a lot of those yeah. things but Craig knows him so well. Um, so I think he'd be keen to get back on the horse and get it right next up. And Craig Williams has been a champion of the game. He's had the highs and lows. We had David Hayes. I forgot to ask David, actually. I think he sacked him on air or in the mounting yard there as the number one rider for Lindsay Park, and he's been able to bounce back and reinvent himself, and that's that's what makes him a champion. All of the champions go through highs and lows. It's, uh, it's the way that you come back from it, and he's still got Mr. Brightside, of course. So... Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. They might change their mind. They might say, all right, then, Willow, let's go again. Um, but, yeah, it's a fascinating narrative, and that's a lot of theatre and racing, and um, that's what makes the sport so interesting, oh, I believe, anyway. Let's quickly run through your your star trialers, and we'll start with the, the group enlisted horses. King of Sparta, first of all. This was a heat that everybody was looking at at Randwick back on the 8th of September. Um, just run through this trial for us because we had Lost and Running, Alcohol Free, um, Private Eye, and even Red Assistance, who's gone to the paddock. So um, he didn't really fire that trial. So run us through that trial if you can, Dino. Yeah, well, we'll start off with Red Resistance. I know a lot of people like him as a two-year-old leading to a three-year-old, but this was his third trial, and he just purely hasn't come up with preparations. Uh, we don't know the reasons why, but his first two trials were playing, which we mentioned on trial time and his third one wasn't any better so he's off to the paddock and hopefully well i'm sure the the waterhouse and bot stable will iron out all those issues and get him back to the autumn um the rest were really good king of sparta he was great jump sat on speed he um he was pushed out um sort of the last 200 meters and responded well to sort of take out the trial 
He's bang on. That was his second hit out for this preparation. And so he's ready to return to the races. He's probably about level or two off group one level, uh, weight for age, but he's progressed in every single preparation. It was an improved trial by alcohol-free. She's such a hard horse to get a guide on. We know her price tag and her record overseas, but she didn't come up in the autumn. Her first trial um, this time in was a little bit lackluster, but it was an improved trial out of her. I think she goes to the races now. I think we'll learn a lot more. The two big ones that I want to mention are Private Eye. He was great. His first trial, I was a little bit worried about. He was a little bit lacklustre. Didn't really do it like he, he normally does. But this second one was great. He was up on the inside. He was pushed out and he was shown the whip. But he responded great and savaged the line. So he's bang on track again. And we know what he did last year in the Everest. Um, obviously, gave Giga Kick a run for his money. And I love him as a sprinter. So Private Eye is back in good order. And Lost and running was a big one, Gareth. If you get a chance to look at this trial, he was just trucking along behind him. Second trial, this preparation, we know he has some feet issues and he's kept up there in Newcastle to keep him nice and fresh. But he lines up in the shorts this weekend, more than likely. And he's the big smoky that I think a lot of people have probably forgotten about. And I think the biggest tick for him as well is that um, he's got that tactical speed, which you need in these sprinting races. Um, outside of that, still see was great. She was in behind him. She's a bit of a forgotten three-year-old filly and I think she lines up this weekend but it was a star-studded heat um, with a lot of impressive horses there. So Giga Kick confirmed, I wish I win confirmed, think about it he's confirmed so he trialled as well, we'll get to his trial and let's talk about his trial in fact, what did you make of think about it's trial of recent, that was yesterday he trialled at Warwick Farm? Yeah it was phenomenal, um, Joe Pride obviously we've got to understand he gets his horses to slowly improve, improve throughout their preparation, so the first hit out's not often their best, but this was a superb piece of work, he sat at the rear and cruised up to him in second gear and sort of um, let down beautifully under no riding, his action looked perfect all you're looking for in these sort of trials is their action, how they go about it, you want to see him do it hard on the bridle and just lengthen obviously the, the competitors or the rivals in the trial aren't um, your group horses like he is, but he did all he could do in that trial. So he's bang on. And again, he's a little bit forgotten. I think Mickey Gannon touched on him last week and probably sprung to a lot of people's mind that we've sort of forgotten about this horse in the Everest picture as well because he was locked in so early. So you've got the shorts, then the premier. You might have the Moy. you got the three-year-olds going down the straight at Flemington today and I mean on Saturday as well. So I think I've got seven basically basically locked up for the for the Everest. Shinzo for Coolmore, not confirmed yet. They'll make that decision after the Golden Rose and probably in secret for Cadolphin. They join Marzu. I wish I win Giga Kick um, and think about it. So Imperatrice, does she, does she get offered a deal too good to refuse? So I think that she's, like my confidence is declining a little bit, but I still think that Surely the tab or the ATC have to come up with a deal for her. Um, but then it's fascinating this week that who who puts their hand up. Who would you go for, Dino? Like there's not too much pace on in this. Sh- there's not much pace to report so far in the Everest. Um, who are you looking at now after watching the trials? Yeah, I think it's a really good question. I think there's about probably eight or so horses that are all buying for maybe three or four spots at the end, and then you throw the three-year-olds in. The big two for, for me are Private Eye and Lost and Running. I know Private Eye had a bit of a poor autumn, but I just love him uh, as a sprinter. 
Um, and lost and running is a big one. If we remember back to last year, he was heavily supported prior to the Everest and obviously got scratched in the morning off. You can keep him sound. Um, I think he he's the big one that can okay. definitely win the race. And then we look at the two three-year-olds. I think the two three-year-olds that I'm looking at are um, King's Gambit and definitely Osmosis. They'll step out. Um, King's Gambit this weekend. I think Osmosis steps out in the Heritage Stakes next weekend. So no they're cylinder? the two big ones. No, I, I want to see him do a little bit more in the um, Golden Rose. But like I said, I'm a little bit against that run to the Rose form. And I think in secret will get picked up. So I doubt we'll see. I just don't think there's enough slots this year for so many three-year-olds to get a run or beat. They get in so well at the weights. So I think you've got to really put your hand up this year just because those last remaining spots are so saturated. Now, Cylinder has to win the Group 1 Golden Rose. If he wins a Golden Rose, he'll get a slot. My mail is. 100%. Yep. Yeah, 100%. I think that's that's what he has to do to get a slot um, for sure. But then you look at it, um, there's going to be a lot of options outside of it. It all depends. I think what we forget is so many uh, winners of this race have been pick up, uh, pickups late in the piece. Yes, yes, yes. I yes. think he was the week before. Um, Giga Kick, I think he was the week before as well. Um, so there's been a lot of horses that um, you sort of got to see what they can do prior to picking him up. Let's take a break. We'll come back and wrap up trial time and giddy up on this Wednesday. That nobody can care. You're feeling guilty, and I'm well aware. But you don't look ashamed. Welcome back to Giddy Up. This is Giddy Up and Trial Time. Dean Watling with us. Dino, don't forget Steel City from that trial. She was past them at the 150 meter. Um, past them 150 meters past the post. First up down the straight at Flemington on Saturday. Yeah, we did touch on her. Yes. Uh, two trials. That was Would you be backing back, her in Saturday then on that? Um, I think it's a really hot race. Um, I, th- I think she's in the Poseidon stakes. Is that correct, Gareth? Um, I think she's in the Phillies race. Is she? I'm just having a look. Um, yeah, that makes a bit more yeah, sense. The, oh, I think yeah, she's in a... the Phillies race, taking on horses like Skirt the Law and um, the like. Yeah, I really like her. I think her best run was Fresh Last Preparation, and she's probably the one that's sneaking under the guard. Wait to see sort of gates and, and prices, but um, I've loved her trials. My and sister don't often push them out. They know what's going on with all their data back at home. So um, she's a big one to follow this spring. So I think she's headed to the Coolmore. Yep. At Warwick Farm, she's a belter and a Ferris Weave trialed there. Both really good horses. She's a belter's an interesting one now with Annabelle Neesham. Yeah, obviously you had the stable change from Peter and Paul Snowden. She's always teased with a lot of ability, but uh, these trials have been great. Nisham often doesn't trial them too well, but um, interesting to see what she can do with She's a Belter from that 12 to sort of 1,400-meter trip. She just needs dry ground, and there's a stack of races for mares around that class and around those distances, this preparation. So she's in for a good prep. And a fair receive, this trial was over 1,200 meters, and I just love the way she found the line. I think Timmy Wilson and the team at First Night Racing, they'll be thrilled with this trial. Um, She's back this preparation. We probably see a kickoff soon. And I think she's even nominated for a Melbourne Cup. So excited to see where a fair receive gets to this prep. Cabalas was interesting. Started in the market in the up and coming and had mucus post-race. Well, found to have mucus and then trialed in heat five at Warwick Farm. What did you make of that trial? Yeah, the trial was fine. I was probably just there to get the clearance to see how he pulled up. Obviously, he's got a lot of ability, and we know the stable like him, but I thought he might go to the paddock off that last start effort in the up-and-coming stakes when failing. Obviously, they found Mucus, which extremely lucky had as well, and another horse for them, Lindemann. So maybe he's back. Uh, maybe he's back on track, but interesting to see where he bobs up. We've got a couple of minutes before we have to say goodbye from the unexposed horses that have trialled recently. Any horses that we need to definitely jot down? Yeah, we'll go through a couple. I think um, the three Godolphin horses that I really want to touch on, um, Pipstrella, 
um, is one of them. Uh, second trial for the daughter of Ribchester. She's going terrific. Uh, Ritara is another one. Five-year-old mare by I'm Invincible. She's only had a couple of starts and they've obviously kept her on the book. So I think she's got a lot of talent. The second trial was in superb tri- uh, time there at Hawkesbury on Monday. So she's in for a really nice preparation. And Driftnet, another impressive youngster for the Cummings Yard. Lovely action. Two smart trials off to the races. And probably the only other one I wanted to mention was Choice Legend, Les Bridge. Kieran McAmoy, um, extreme choice gelding. He led them up and put them away easily there at Granwick. So they're sort of four quick ones that we can um, take a look at. But if you want to get them all, Gareth, jump on dmaltin.com and you can sign up and get all the trial um, information and horses that we're going to throw into the black book. Yeah, that is important. Sign up dmaltin.com to get all of the information, also your betting strategies and the way that you go about it as well. You've been on fire, Dino. You're seeing them beautifully. It's a great time of year. Weekend preview tomorrow is only going to get bigger and better as well as we take a look at the shorts meeting in Sydney and then this Flemington card. I'm, I'm excited. Unbelievable. So many intriguing three-year-olds, both in the Phillies and the Colts and Gelding section. Amelia's jewel has arrived in, in Melbourne town in the Maccabi Diva. It's outstanding. I cannot wait to see Amelia's jewel. I hope to see something special. And it's been a debate for a while, uh, the East versus the West, if she's up to it. And I think we'll find out a little bit more on the weekend, Gary. So get get ready. The fields have you? I don't think the fields are dropped yet, have they? Um, no, I'm doing the same as you. I'm hitting refresh and nothing's no. coming out. So um, they're keeping us waiting. They're up now. So, uh, so Flemington's up. So you can check out those fields. We'll dissect that big card there at Flemington and also in Sydney at Roundwick tomorrow for the weekend preview. Love your work, Dino. Thanks, mate. Look forward to it tomorrow. Dean Watling from deanwatling.com. That's it for a busy giddy up. Have a wonderful day.